Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down, down with the unbougie food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbougie food aid. Good morning, St. Paul, <laughs> Twin Cities. This is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. I want to thank you for tuning in this morning. It's a wonderful Saturday morning. Um, there's a lot of activities that are going around uh, in the cities um, today, um, just this weekend. Uh, for one, it's Cinco de Mayo. So I hope you all are going out and at least getting a better appreciation for what um, it means for um, folks of Latin heritage uh, or and just kind of enjoying some times with friends. I know for the U.S. it's a little bit different, but anyway, uh, there is a wonderful Cinco de Mayo uh, festival that is going on in um, uh, St. Paul. Please make sure you get out and enjoy some of that wonderful food and um, the culture a bit or more than a bit or I like a lot <laughs> but again I want to thank you for tuning in this morning uh, you know I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. first and foremost let me give you the telephone number to the radio station so that you'll have an opportunity to uh, make a comment make a suggestion uh, share your thoughts and views too and just have an opportunity to talk to me here on the Unbougie Foodie. The telephone number is 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. And let's get started. You know, today is, uh, it's an interesting topic. I have a guest in the booth with me. Um, I'm going to say food alchemist. Home chef. <laughs> um, Kevin Beck is with me. He's a friend of the show. Um, and I want to welcome him. Kevin. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Wesley. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. Very generous title to spread around. <laughs> um, please tell us a little bit um, about what about yourself and you know, when it comes down to food, what you do and what you enjoy about food. Because I've had the opportunity to have some of your food. And I enjoyed it. And it was the, the different flavors and ingredients and so forth that were being used. Yeah, I know we'll get into that because that's kind of our topic today. Sure. But sure. again, please tell our audience listeners, if you would, a little bit about yourself. Of course. Um, so I'm a, uh, I would call myself a, an amateur chef. I yeah. guess a, a, a celebrity chef in a very small community <laughs> of, of friends uh, and, and family. But he does a um, good job. Um <laughs> It's uh, for me, uh, you know, I didn't start cooking until I started cooking. I'm 42. I started cooking when I was probably 28. Okay. Um, raised by, uh, sorry, mom, uh, some uh, <laughs> some uh, culinary Luddites, I would say. All right. Uh, a lot of, you know, canned tomato soup, bologna sandwiches, uh, baked chicken that may or may not have seen some seasoning um, <laughs> on, a, on a good day. So it, I didn't, I didn't really 
I didn't really uh, get get into food and cooking until uh, I found myself uh, in a house, uh, you know, with, with some heavy bills. I said, you, you know, you can't live at the, you can't live on uh, on uh, restaurant food. Exactly, and going out and do takeout all the time. Exactly. So decided <laughs> uh, so to learn how to cook. So I tuned into you know KTCA Food Network. I would say my mentor. He doesn't know it is probably you know Bobby Flay. Nice. Um, a lot of a lot of people knock it, you know the, the uh, say celebrity chefs. I don't want to tout for somebody who's already well established, right. but I, I would say as a uh, as far as recipes go, execution and consistency. I'd say I, I would I would bet I would bet any day on a, on on a Bobby Flay recipe. Okay. It's still just everything going on. Just the it's just this culmination of, of flavors and, and the sauces everything is you know the execution now you know as I say it's always it's always about you know how much and when which is a, it's an incredibly generic thing to say <laughs> but um, but really finding the the finesse and the cooking process is what makes what what makes that experience really really amazing cool so you know on on you know a little bit of you know kind of thinking about on the, the topic of, of alchemy right mm-hmm. it's it's Depending on who you talk to, you know, people say, you know, it's made with love or some say, you know, there's that special something that somebody has. And exactly. I and, I don't, and I don't know what that is. I mean, you, you, you sit down with me and say, OK, I want that recipe. Like I had a, I made a, a I think it was pork bami. OK. For a friend. Um, it was actually a, just a small. They wanted to save a few pennies on, the, on a groom's dinner. Right. So I, you know, I scooped everything up, and then it kind of blew his mind. And so I, I thought, you know, I'll just, yeah, I'll give you the recipe. You can just do whatever you want with it. Right. He told me that he made it like three times. Awesome. And I just didn't get that, <laughs> that that experience. So I, I don't, you know, and I don't know, I don't know, you know, what exactly that is that kind of makes makes that, um, uh, you know, kind of makes that experience different than somebody who's you know perfectly uh you know perfectly capable <laughs> um you know when i it used to be people give me a recipe and it's like well how much you know how much oregano how right much, uh, well just the right amount i mean it doesn't it doesn't help to put in a recipe just the right amount or the exact amount or you, you know, might just have a to little. improvise <laughs> a little bit i mean yeah. and then too because of people's tastes you never know i mean someone might appreciate a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that too you know mm-hmm. I'm not I'm a flavorful person I like flavor I like to I like to taste different flavors others may not so much you know even when it comes down to like heat or or whatnot so uh, those are the things that I really like and you don't by going by a recipe all the time without putting your own spin on it I think it kind of like leaves it to just be sometimes generic Mm-hmm. I don't. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Oh, it, yeah, it makes perfect sense for me. It's sometimes you know you have those uh, those basic dishes, right? That you know everybody has their little spin on it. It's like you know with the, the a south southwestern version of a hamburger, right? Or you, you want the you know uh, like a a Memphis a Memphis style hamburger. For me, I I used to go I'll like I'll take five or six recipes mm-hmm. of that type of food if we take a, let's just take for example like salt and boca right. if you're familiar salt and boca it's yes like, uh, best way to explain it is explain it is like spanish chicken marsala which is um i'm, I'm probably pissing somebody off by saying <laughs> that but it's, it's one way to look at it it's got sage and prosciutto right. but it's that uh it's that um uh, that reduction okay. that reduc- reduced sauce and um 
and it's got you know sage mixed in but it's basically wine and chicken broth with uh, uh, mushroom and shallots okay so I went and I said well I wanted to make this so I take you know you look at five or six or seven recipes what's common among them what, what kind of jumps out sometimes you look at a recipe and you just know that's something something's missing okay. something's not there that's not gonna work and you get kind of into it a little bit but after taking you take those six recipes and I would say well, you know what's the average of right. those and then make that at least you know three or four times before you kind of dial it in you'll know right away it's like i'm not making that again okay right <laughs> or sometimes you'll say oh, i'll just i'll tweak it like that until you you really kind of hone it and kind of reduce what are, what what works for that recipe and then and then kind of recreate it and then okay. then it's ready for prime time and you know that's those are the meals that tend to really just kind of bring some pizzazz and blow people's mind that's beyond like oh that was a good meal no right to, what, what the, the <laughs> was this? What it's was like that? exactly. You know, um, so it's 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 kind of that, and I think treating treating ingredients like you know, um, it's almost like uh, uh, they're you know they're almost too too kind of woogie woogie about it. But <laughs> this this ingredient kind of needs to be treated um, as you know it's it's bringing its own its own component to the meal. Um, you you treat you know you treat it with uh, I don't want to say with re- respect or no with, I mean with, that's uh, right though almost you know with love or what, whatever the word is that exactly you kind of put to it um, but each each of those ingredients and when and how it kind of joins the party is is probably the the main thing that really brings a, a meal from something that's good or you know okay to to really kind of kind of turns your yeah <laughs> your brain upside down a little bit you mentioned i remember when we were talking um, when we first chatted about it you mentioned that same part um about you know being in the pot long enough or a pan long enough what do you what do you mean by that i mean so maybe it's just so um audience sure. listeners could kind of get a, a understanding of what that means yeah 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 at the risk of being crude you know it's like it's a court it's like a court courting process right? it's like <laughs> yep. you bring, bring the food in you put it you put it in the bowl you put it or you put it in the pot you put it in the in the pan you don't want to always you know just mix everything together and sometimes people will have the, their standard sauces and it's like well it's a really good sauce it's a it's a really good uh you know it's uh, it's it's really good you know protein let's say right and then you mix them together this should be really good right <clears throat> well not always okay I mean, not always sometimes you, they need that that time and you know to hang out together get to all those flavors to kind of release and and join together i probably probably <clears throat> probably best example is going to be some um I, like i make frequently i'll make pho okay for you know parties and it's it's basically a you know, it's it's a bone broth, so you get the, the bone broth, and then uh, you put a basically a, it's a, a spice packet of of uh, uh, there are variations on it, but it's always, it's always going to be uh, cardamom, some chilies, uh, you know, anise, anise star anise or anise seed. Right. Um, uh, often you'll have uh, uh, fennel and then uh, and then uh, cloves. Okay. So that. All, the, all that goes in the pot, but it take, it's a three, maybe four hour process. So you, you want to have, you know, all those flavors are kind of dissipate in the bone broth, but they, they once you reduce that and then you, you take the bones out and you, you know, you get that rich 
own flavor right. and then all of those spices and it just <clears throat> there's there's it's not just them joining together it's almost like they evolve into whatever that f that flavor mix is right and so that's you, get, you, you know and you taste it and you're like it's, it's kind of like you know when your eyes just pop out of your eyes like, yeah. how did that happen right know, exactly you know? I, I know it's, it sounds funny and it sounds corny I know my audience listeners are probably like why does he use this phrase so often but I, <laughs> I always uh, there's some way I always bring into the conversation yeah a marriage of flavors <laughs> yes. Yes. and I mean that's what I think of when it comes down to um, you know these ingredients coming together and like you mentioned giving them a time to evolve and really do their magic basically mm -hmm. um, for a dish um, when you is there a specific uh, I don't know meal dish or whatever that you really like to make yeah they're, they're probably I do a rotating uh, a rotating seven <laughs> okay that, that I go to quite, quite often um, one is a uh, one is a putanesca. It's basically putanesca with salmon. Okay, so, cool. Know, putanesca sauce, which yes. is, you know, it's a, a tomatoes, garlic, capers, uh, olives, usually uh, anchovies. Nice. Um, sometimes you may or may not tell your guests you're putting anchovies in it, but put anchovies in it. Okay. <laughs> What's the other one? Um, uh, and then that, well, that is, uh, it's basically, you sear the salmon. Okay. Um, and then you do that, that about sauce the salmon. Red, red wine and, and uh, lemon. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the side, often uh, be like it'd be uh, lentils, okay, and beans. Um, How do you know when to add, uh, like a, I don't know, maybe a a, a special ingredient? Um, yeah, D yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes, um, like if I look at if I look at that dish and I look at it, it's like lentils. Okay, um, they're a they're they're frustrating. Why? <laughs> they don't like flavor. And if you look at just if you just take like beans in general, they right. don't like flavor. So you basically you have to hit that. You have to salt them on uh, all sides. Yeah, you really do have to. It's <laughs> my parents. And I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, it's it's almost like you really do have to over season them or over season mm -hmm. it for it for real flavor to actually come yeah. out or for you to really experience it. No, I understand what you're saying yeah, on that. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, sometimes, you, you know, you'll taste it where, you know, what are the basics? You know, there's, there's, there's sweet, there's salty, there's acidic and, uh, and spice. Okay. So sometimes there's, there's something's missing and, uh, you know, you'll look and you'll say, well, this is, this is too hot, but there's, you know, something missing. So I'm getting all that, that pepper, but I'm not getting that, you know, that the kickback into the acid that right. lets everything kind of just rest and that the acid kind of just spreads the flavor around. That's really its function. So you'd say, okay, it's too hot. You know, you can add a little bit of, uh, uh, add a little, add a little acid, you know, a little vinegar or add a little salt. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's kind of finding that temper. The, the best experiment is like, you know, like a, a, a tum yum soup. I never, I don't think I've ever had it before. It's like it's Thai soup. It's ba it's basically uh, uh, kaffir lime leaves, okay, uh, simmered with uh, simmered with uh, lemongrass, okay, and then you put you know you've got it's the lime, you get the pep, the chilies and the peppers, which is heat. Am I, no, hear me? It's me. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's just um, static. But you know when f something's off, you know so one one flavor 
is roaring over another and you want to find that balance just adding a little bit of this that and the other so it's okay. a race between those four components gotcha that really kind of make that it's like well yeah you know you're like well that was that was pretty good something's missing probably the question is yeah there was it didn't have maybe some heat maybe it was missing a little pepper maybe it was a little salt okay maybe somebody should have hit it with a little lime <laughs> um, or sugar you I, we were we were conversing last night just kind of like preparing for today's show and everything and you mentioned about kosher salt um <laughs> yeah talk to me about that do you know what i mean i want to hear we're, about a little bit about that and we're, we're joking yeah, uh, yeah uh, 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 house um house sitting for a friend and i had a um it was uh it's not it's not salt it's uh the fine the very fine salt okay i just I, I don't know what to do with it it just i can't it doesn't feel right in my hands i don't right. like the way the way i don't know the amounts i, I get very nervous and i right. found a box of coarse kosher salt and i, I kind of went off there i was like they had this the whole time <laughs> and I, this is sitting out on the counter <laughs> but no it, it's uh, uh kosher salt especially coarse kosher salt mm -hmm. is very sticky yes so you're when you're flavoring you want you want the salt it's grabbing onto the food you know you, you want it's surfing the food okay it's it's not uh like uh, it's not flavoring in the broth or uh, in a sauce and just kind of hanging out there you want the food salt is supposed to grab on the food and help it realize itself oh, no. <laughs> make make it taste the way it's supposed to taste Understood. so it kind of so you want that stickiness it also takes it takes a little less um, some people would say it takes more. I don't, it, it, it's weird. It's just, <laughs> you just know that it takes uh, the kosher salt because it adheres to that surface and it draws out those juices, that those flavors. Um, right. you know, that's why, it, you know, a dash of salt here and a dash of salt there. And I don't, I don't think I'm exaggerating. No, 90, 90% of cooking is salt. How much, hmm. when, and, and what kind? Okay. That makes sense. And uh, I would say, again, to kind of throw my, my mom under the bus like we'll go over there and then we'll, we'll make a she'll make a, a she'll make a chili or she'll make a you know a soup or a stew and, mm -hmm. and she'll say well okay that's done kevin can you taste it and see if you need salt <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> you know, something went entirely wrong uh oh, way back in the beginning of the, that process because you need you need to salt you know frequently Right. Throughout the meal, depending on you know what your salt, your pre-salting, your protein needs its own salt. Um, the broth, the vegetables need need a little salt in their process, exactly. and then a, a little bit at the end. I, I'm no expert, but I am. I agree with you on that. Um, because uh, this is not really going into a chili type of you know excursion or exp explanation or whatever, but. When I do, that's how I do it. I, you know, make sure that my meat is actually seasoned, mm -hmm. my vegetables, you know, um, you know, are seasoned, and and I do them separately. So I do my vegetables and I do my meat, mm -hmm. and then then I put everything together, and then I put my you know my sauces and, and whatnot uh, and mix it all together, and then I still again mm -hmm. add more seasoning in that mm -hmm. because it's a like you said it's an overall or roundabout. Um, flavor or flavors that you're trying to actually get not just you know put everything together and then put your seasonings or your salt right, you know what exactly. I mean? yeah I, I I don't know I'm not, I guess maybe my parents helped me with that mm -hmm. or appreciate that but yeah or yeah, just watching yeah. cooking shows more 
and and watching cooking yeah. shows. They, they will they will help you yeah. um they will bur- they will they will burn up your <laughs> bank account but <laughs> yeah, they tend to be pretty exotic <laughs> but yeah uh, sometimes it's just it's it, it's worth it what it, it, i'm sorry go ahead no, I was going to say, you know, like with, with, you know, how much, if you take, you know, you want to look about like, the perfectly grilled steak. Right. You know, you put that out and there, you know, you go to the cookout and people are, you know, they drizzle a teeny bit of salt. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 more. Yeah. They're like, more. No, more. Yeah. More, more, <laughs> more. Because I'm like, when you, when you get, a, you know, an, a, a, a cut of steak, a filet that's over an inch, say inch and a quarter, inch and a half. Okay. You're going to, it's going to take some work to get flavor from all the way the to the top. The top, right, so exactly. So it's going to look like a lot of seasoning, but it's okay you say, this is the only seasoning that's going to get. Right. <laughs> is a little salt and pepper. And I'm more of a fan of that. Okay. Know, just, you know salt and pepper you know you get, you're gonna spend if you're gonna spend you know 20 30 dollars a pound on, on a the cut steak of meat, itself that exactly. thing comes with its own flavor <laughs> that may, you know it makes sense it really does and that seems like that might be very simplistic because some folks might say well what why can't you add some garlic why can't why don't you add mm-hmm. some rosemary some sage and this and that it's like mm-hmm. but to your point when it is a good quality piece of meat or you know it does have its own flavor i'm i honestly i'm learning that um not just because you know of going out to restaurants whatever but um friends that i talk to friends like yourself um other home chefs or amateur chefs whichever you'd like to call yourself that's a fight i think i'm having with some friends but anyway um you know they are (laughs) they are telling me that you know aside from you know the quality of the meat it's going to already have there's not much extra that you actually need to do when it comes to preparing that meat or that steak even a chicken or turkey or whatever the case is it's already going to have a a great flavor Mm -hmm. and you're just going to add a very small portion of it yeah you simply need to help the kind of realize its flavor and that's why all you need is salt interesting um is there what's the most and I'm gonna I'm really not really putting you on the spot, but I was just gonna say what is the most I guess exotic thing that you've prepared or made? Um hmm. either for like for you know yourself at home or maybe for friends. Either you take either one. Let's see. Probably the most exotic and I would say it'd be I have to challenge my memory a little bit <laughs> on that. Um I don't know if it'd be ex- exotic. Uh, a bobin hue, if you're familiar with that, is, is another Thai dish. It's, it's pho is everywhere, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a sister of pho, but it's uh, it's it's a beef pork bone broth, much like you would approach pho. With okay. The, the bones and then grilled onions and, and and ginger and then the spice packets. But the, it's 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 a what do I say? It's a ton of <laughs> lemongrass. Okay. Um, uh, I think if you want to go, uh, if you want to go full on, uh, traditional, um, uh, blood okay. <laughs> is one of the ingredients. Interesting. So, or some people get around that. Like, just don't like that idea. Right. Like, ways to color it, but it's a, it's a red broth with this just intense lemongrass flavor hmm. along with all that heat. But, uh, it's, it's a, you can get it, at um, you can get a lot of over over the counter. Like if you go to a um, uh, um, 
like a ramen joint would have like okay. a bobin hue, but it's it's uh, it takes a while to make you know a few hours just to, just to get everything to a simmer, but it's just get this it's a, this amazing this amazing flavors the the lemongrass just it kind of just permeates everything. I mean mm-hmm. you're looking at I mean you get like six or eight stalks of, of lemongrass, <laughs> yeah, right? and then put it in there wow. as well as cut up the, the ends and get a, a it's, it's it's part of a saute on the vegetables. Wow. Yeah, the Vietnam uh, the Vietnamese are. Are interesting. They, they, there's a philosophy that all the meat and the vegetables are always cooked separately and only joined at the end. Okay, it's like interesting. They're not supposed to occupy the same pan yeah. or something. So that's why you, I will, and it's kind of a, uh, it's a, it's a very pedestrian dish, hmm. for lack of a better phrase, a pho or bobin hue. But okay, they, if you. Like I'll, I'll spruce it up. You'll get like flank steak or top round or you know some a nice, you know a tender cut of meat. You basically boil that and then you put the meat in the bottom after all of everything's done. After okay. all of the you know the vegetables are usually you know raw on the side. So you pour the this broth over the meat. You cook the meat in the bowl that you're essentially going to eat out of. Okay. And then you put the vegetables on in on, on top, top and the, the, the lemon and, you know, sometimes it'll be jalapenos or, or serranos, um, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, bean sprouts, okay. and that kind of thing. So none of that actually occupies in the cooking process. Um, That's interesting. Time. And I don't know, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's that. Is it a cultural is, thing? I think it would be a cultural thing, I think, but it's, it's, um, it's not something we're used to because mm. we're used, you know, it's like the vegetables go uh, first yeah. and the protein and then right. the sauce. And, and the, you know, I guess I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, cookbooks. What cookbooks. kind of cook, what kind of cookbooks do you have? I it's funny. Told you. What? It's funny. I don't. Oh, no, I'm just laughing nope. because that's great. That's great. I'm, I'm laughing because I don't actually. I don't use cookbooks. Do, no. Okay. Um, I think I have cookbooks. But he's <laughs> like, nah, mm-mm, not for me. Uh, no, I just. I never had. It's, everything's been on the, um, on the internet. You know, I've, I've gotten, I've gotten friends who'll send me. You know, cookbooks, and I, mm-hmm. and I think you know one day I would you know dust them off and break them out, but for the most part, I don't. I look at, you know, like I said, it's just taking it's taking pieces uh, from uh, you know a, a bunch of different recipes from different perspectives, and then take you know siphoning out what I think is gonna it's gonna is gonna work so, so intuitively, we, and then making my own recipe that way. Okay, I was just about to ask so. That, those are that's your way of being able to create your own recipes and that's re- of course the reason why you don't have any cookbooks um i didn't know that that's why i was asking <laughs> no i know I, I was only laughing because i get that question i'm like uh i don't, I don't, I don't have, have any what do you mean you don't have any cookbook <laughs> um so i mean how how difficult is that i know you even talked about the process but how is it difficult um in coming up with you know you like you mentioned you're taking five or six different recipes seeing the like you mentioned the commonality between them mm-hmm. and saying you know are you adding a, a maybe a specific herb spice more salt, more <laughs> or, salt. or something um that you're that you would make then yeah. make it kind of like yours and you say this yeah, is yeah. what i do kind of like as this dish yeah I made a, uh, sometimes I'll just get this, these, you know, this, your brain will just go, 
Why not drag sometimes this? Sometimes you, you know you get an idea and you're like, sometimes you're like, oh, it's a terrible idea, but you have to do it. Right to try it. It's not. It was like I never would have thought of that. Which was it was a coleslaw. It was like a fennel coleslaw. Hmm. So I just put cherries in here. How did it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to put cherries in a fennel slaw, but it, it and it was it. So I said, yeah, and if I if I had some, uh, you know, uh, I, I can't remember. I had a, they weren't the best cherries in there. You know, I okay. if I did it again, I would have gone on my way to get and some Bing <laughs> or something. Like that. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it worked. It just added that since it's that that kind of fruity kind of brightness and everything. Yeah. yeah, and then and then it does this redness. It's like what is it, coleslaw? It's red. And you're like. You're, okay. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. But sometimes that that'll yeah, and that'll just jump out of here. I made a, <laughs> I made a Thai. It was like Thai pizza, traditionally Thai pizza. Okay. So I had, uh, you know, and it was like kind of kind of a peanut sauce base. I made the crust, and then I, I think it was a, uh, you know, I think it was, this is a long time ago. It was a chicken, and okay. then I think a, a, it was like smoked. Probably a smoked gouda or something. Was that the one and that then, you get that you did for us, myself and Cecil? No, and Aaron? no, this was different. Okay, this was, that was the what, white, uh, the that, uh, yes. Alfredo, white Alfredo. I'll get back to that one. Yeah, okay, yes, yes, yes. Spinach, yes. Uh, chicken <laughs> yes. Alfredo, blackened chicken Alfredo. Okay, that's what that was. No, that the the Thai pizza, and I said, you know, I should put okra on this. <laughs> okra wow. isn't anywhere near a you know a Thai dish. But no, I just had to put it on there, and uh, it, it really. <laughs> See, these are now. This is. I know we 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 said that I said that we we're gonna talk about food alchemy. Some of these things. That's why you mentioned it, and I was looking at it as, gosh, it is kind of like, and this is not in any way, shape, or form bad. It's almost like a science experiment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, where you're you're adding different, in this case, not chemicals, but ingredients, and then. It ones that you probably are thinking really that doesn't sound like it should go together, mm-hmm. and then when they do, and you know the the outcome or the result of the dish is like a little bit mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. that's if folks are if you're curious again why we when we mentioned about food alchemy and whatever that's the the type of uh, experience that we want to have or that we're we're looking at or that we're discussing. Um, again, I haven't forgotten about you all, so <laughs> please know that if you have any type of questions, you would love to, you know, perhaps ask a question. Uh, I'm sorry, we have a, I'm just going to say an expert in food alchemy a little bit. I'll take I mean, it for this hour. There, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You might have, he might be able to, you know, offer, you know, come up. I'm not giving him, I'm not putting him on the spot. I'm not giving anyone any type of dare or anything, but you never know if you have something at your own risk. Odd. <laughs> yeah. If you have something odd or you're maybe not sure, okay, what should I do with this? Yeah. Call in and ask a question because I'm going to give it to Kevin so he can answer. <laughs> but uh, please, it is 651-200-3479. That call in number again is 651-200-3479. Um, going back to... Uh, Still talking about the subject of we're going to come to the pizza thing in a minute, but going back to the we need a few more hours if you want to talk about pizza. That's all right. <laughs> we we still have a little, quite a bit of time, and that's not to say that you can't come back on the show and talk about more stuff in the future. You know, hey, I'm just saying. Absolutely. Um, 
it it seems like a loaded question or too much of an open-ended question because i'm i'm going to ask what makes you come up with these these different ingredients or ones that don't you know at first thought it doesn't seem like it's going to work or it's going to sound good mm-hmm. or that might turn out mm-hmm. i mean is it just because you feel that i need to try this it, it, i need to try something different yeah i think i i find that like i find like the most the, the most depressing thought is somebody says come over for spaghetti no okay. i'm sure people make can you can make an amazing spaghetti right but i'm like yeah. I'm gonna go through yeah. this like you know a can of ragu <laughs> uh, or uh, or you know whatever that just it to me it's uh it's there's got to be there's got to be yeah something that that sets it something that sets it apart and where does that come from sometimes I'll be like well I'm gonna make spaghetti tomorrow and I'll you know kind of stew on it mm-hmm. it's like well let's do it yeah obviously meatballs and spaghetti and it's a tomato there are things that have to be in spaghetti of course people will, people will What's not this? Forgive you for exactly. this. This is not spaghetti. <laughs> um, so I would say I like to go to, I'll go to, uh, uh, you know, kind of stew about it, and then I'll kind of wake up. Sometimes I'll just wake up in the morning, and I was like, oh, it has to, you know, something I'll just a dream. My mind. It's like any any creative <laughs> yeah. process, like a writer that goes into no, definitely. A character. What is this character? You know, where does this, <laughs> where does you know where does your 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 hero when you're writing it say it's a screenplay or a short story where where does he live and why does sometimes you have to wait for it the creative process kind of dictates you rather than you dictating it and so sometimes they'll I'll like somehow somehow I have to get polenta <laughs> into spaghetti understood for example and that would just that would be the thought and so there's a development process about, about what how how to do that and then sometimes just uh, and I would say. You know, half the time you'd say half the time. I said, like, well, that might need a little help, a little tweak. Okay. <laughs> but half, the other half of the time, you know, you're like, oh, that's that's just that's just what it, what it needed. Hmm. So it's almost like uh, it, you know, it kind of doesn't come from just where again, kind of the woogie woogie kind of way <laughs> of thing is. It doesn't it doesn't come from you in that process. It comes from uh, uh, it comes from however the universe speaks to you. As right. far as that goes, and then, uh, yeah, if you if you look at if you look at uh, you know those those recipes that are a little bit different, it's like a little bit of us, you know, they'll say it's a little spin on. That's why I really like fusion. Okay. So like it's like a spin on on Spanish. It's like what what is I want to do with something that's Spanish Japanese. Wow. Something that just doesn't you know really doesn't make sense, or something that's southwestern and, uh, and Vietnamese. Or you know, um, or Italian and French. You know, a lot of those, those, some of the European stuff gets they're they're very close cousins uh, as far as flavors go. But so, it, so when's your cookbook coming out? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should talk about that. Something to talk I'm like about when I come back on. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like get yeah, all these different variations and everything. I'm like interesting yeah. Spanish and, and Japanese um, have you done something like that before I, I, <clears throat> I had a thought of, I haven't done no full disclosure no but okay. I have I have thought of something something that would be just a fusion that, that's that's southwestern and Japanese it just makes sense because there's a very the cl- very clean heat that you get from the 
you know, just undaunted protein of Japanese, and then right. the the sort of violence of southwestern <laughs> cooking, which is grilled. You know, you know that the whole grilling process. I think they're just two completely opposed views of how you prepare and look at food. Like and Southwest, because that's you know, I love the grilling process. Okay, it's just chaos. I mean, it's you're, it's controlled chaos because you're cooking things from just just all kinds of direct. You know, you get meat on the grill exactly right? so you get the heat from the grates you get the ambient heat and then you get the, the flavor from everything that drips and the coals are under the grates and then shoots back up so you're but you can't control the fight you can minimally control the fire understood so that's why you get everything you know in like a you know like they don't like a perfectly grilled chicken thigh and the way that looks it's just got that it's just it's black it's just it's gone <laughs> you know where it's gone through it just it looks just it's chaotic okay right? you just get that caramelization and you get that browning but it's 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 kind of all over the place it's mm -hmm. not homogenous like you get in a you know you sear it and that's in it. a pan and throw it in the oven you have that very controlled sort of presentation we're grilling I, I love it because you can just see the the madness that went into it so you like crazy cooking yeah, crazy cooking. <laughs> crazy but i just cooking. think taking the, the Jap a japanese tradition which is just yeah again just very clean right all the you know the ingredients are are created separately and presented in a certain way, but they're, you know with with uh, you know minimal minimal cooking you know you, you cook, but I think somehow kind of merging those two would be a magic flavors. <laughs> I did have a, yeah, I can't remember where it, well, I can't remember where it was, but it was basically a deep fried sushi roll. Interesting. Um, you, here in the cities, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Maybe would, wasabi. It was. It was in Minneapolis. It's like on Washington, probably. No, 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 no. Oh. It's on Lake Street. Oh, really? Can I just say it? Or we just zoom in? Huh? <laughs> can I just say it? Yeah, you or, can. Uh, Sonora Grill. Oh, okay. Is in their brunch. Um, wait, is it Sonora? It better be. <laughs> there were. I think they were. They were a food truck, and then it kind of went brick and mortar a couple years ago. I think they haven't blown up as much as they ought to. <laughs> Keep talking. They had, they had uh, I'll find it. But it was basically a deep fried sushi roll they had on a kind of a brunch menu. And it was, it was Some, pretty astonishing. Possibly Sonora Grill, maybe. Yep, that's what it was. Okay. That's what it was. <laughs> we're, we're doing research on the air, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what this show, you know, what, this is what happens on a live show. You know, these things happen. We're trying to bring you the best information. Oh, okay. So Sonora Grill, it's, since he's mentioning it, I'm going to let you know. It's in the Longfellow area. So it's ah, 3300 yes. East Lake Street, um, in Minneapolis, 55406, um, South American and Spanish Cuisine. And I'm looking at, I'm, well, okay, I'm trying to look at the menu. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm I'm distracted by the food that's on there. Yeah, yeah, tacos, uh, tacos galore. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is brunch. Was it on? What do you think it was on lunch or maybe a dinner? The dinner dinner menu. I want to say it was like a Saturday morning brunch. Hmm. <laughs> research, research, Something research. Um. Breakfast burrito. It's lunch. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm blind at the moment, I guess, because so, I'm not see. I'm not maybe seeing. I was lucky, it. and it was uh, just a. Uh, um, That's crazy. 
I, I'm not seeing it, my friend. I'm not doubting you. No, trust me. I'm not doubting you at all because I'm looking at this stuff. I'm like, have you been to their website to even look at some of their stuff that's on here? Gosh, yeah. uh, the lotes that they have on here. And and it's it's funny that you're even talking about that, being that today is you know Cinco de Mayo and mm-hmm. how wonderful to be talking about uh, a number of these dishes that are on here and... Yeah, gosh. Uh, hungry now. <laughs> anyway. Yep, yep. We w- will probably find it, and I'll if I can find it, I will definitely let you all know. But uh, hey, it's a it's a place we hadn't been talking about any type of restaurant or anything. So hey, this is a place that uh, I would suggest, or I would say Kevin would suggest would in going. Cause, uh, but here's that address once again. It is. Um, and again, once again, it's in the Longfellow um, neighborhood, which is 3300 um, East Lake Street. Um, that's Minneapolis, 55406. Uh, and visit their website uh, to find out more information, which is sonoragrillmpls.com. Um, yeah, go check out the menu. Some yeah, Absolutely. Uh, pictures and everything. I'm like, yeah. We'll figure this out one way or another. Yeah, ho- hopefully before the show is over. Anyway. Uh, please make sure that, uh, again, if you have any questions and so forth, um, the phone number here at the radio station to talk to myself or Kevin Beck, my guest, in-host or in-house guest, uh, 651-200-3479. Um, anyone you want to give a shout out to? <laughs> People that you love to cook for, maybe? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, um, but... There is, uh, yeah, I don't put people on the spot a lot. I, <laughs> I don't. can take it. <laughs> what are you cooking tonight? <laughs> you know, actually, strangely, I'm not, I don't think I'm cooking tonight. Okay. I've got a, got a friend's, uh, going to meet a friend, kind of. Oh, nice. Okay. Shindig. But uh, I think, I think, uh, let's say, let's see what I'm planning. Not, not to worry. You, like I said, I, I'm putting you on the spot at the you, moment. You did, you know. I let you down. <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been, it's been. I really appreciate um, you being here. We're not done. I'm just saying. I'm telling you ahead of time, just in case. Now we need to go back to the pizzas. Yes. We 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 got you know we got some time, so we need to talk about pizzas. Um, do you remember the one that you did for us? I mean, you did two. Mm-hmm. There was the. Uh, al- chicken Alfredo one or the grilled chicken Alfredo with mm-hmm. what? It's grilled. Ch- yeah, it's uh, it's grilled chicken Alfredo. Um, uh, Doesn't there something else with it? Yeah, it's arugula. Uh, Alfredo. That's what it was. Okay. So there, usually you'll find a spinach Alfredo. I like arugula because it's got more. Uh, the leaves are it's got uh, peppery. Yes. And I exactly. like the texture. The texture they're they're more durable. Okay. So I'll do actually lay down on the pizza. I'll get to the sauce in a second, but you lay down on the actually on the oiled crust. Okay. Arugula before you add the sauce, and it kind of get it cooks under it wilts. Under so it wilts under there, but it's much more. It's got much more. Um, the stems hold up a okay. lot better than, than you'll find in, in spinach. So that's why I like. And then also mixing that in the sauce itself. Okay. Before you before you even go forward with the you know the rest of that. Tell us about the the actual crust itself, because I think the yep. crust was quite, quite 
quite interesting. What was that? Yeah, the crust is <clears throat> the crust is bread flour. It's about 50-50 bread flour. Okay. Flour. If I had it my way, it would be 100% bread flour, but it tends to be uh, so it gets this almost golden. It's almost candied. Yeah, it, when you it, look at it, it when really you, the way it, it puffs and it's it's just very light and fluffy. Okay. No, it's, very frustrating. I'm kind of a tradition when it comes to pizza. I like a round pizza. For some reason, I just decided that's just how a pizza needs to be round. <laughs> but it's hard to get in a, um, it's hard to cook directly in the oven to actually get the crust to rise. Okay. So, when um, it's round? I started mixing. No, when it's, sorry, when it's 100% bread flour, it, it doesn't, it's very, it's very loose. It's okay. a very loose dough. So it doesn't hold up. I see. So I'll usually like, I like to put the, crust in the oven like directly right on the grate in the oven okay to cook the crust so par cook just the crust and then pull that out and then put it the sauce and all the toppings on it gotcha but when i but when you, if you do that with a and it's just made out of bread flour it'll it'll sink and yeah it'll you'll you'll be pretty frustrated with right. yourself <laughs> so i started mixing in wheat just to get that balance so i have a tackier dough that's tougher okay that'll hold up but it's just not putting that wheat flour just enough so that it's the right texture and for handling, um, for handling and uh, spinning, and then, and then uh, not not enough to really take away that that sort of sheen that you get right. and that fluffiness that you get from bread flour. So I it's can't... kind of a careful balance, starting by mixing in the bread flour and then slowly adding the wheat until I get the. the texture right consistency. Right. So that I would you say, want. and I'm using air. I'll use air quotes here. It's, <laughs> 50-50 when I say 50-50 but it's uh, the the star is going to be the bread flour and then the, the wheat is there just to keep keep it in line oh, yeah. <laughs> almost as a no I won't say a binding but just basically to hold it like you said together mm -hmm. um, do you I can't remember uh, did you brush any type of butter or anything or did you when you cook the crust when par or? yeah when, par, when you par bake the the crust I'll put just a little bit of oil. Okay. So just a little bit of oil and then salt and pepper. Okay. And then let that cook uh, for, uh, at a, a, you know, get your even oven all the way up, you know, probably 500. Oh, wow. Okay. Cook that for five minutes and that'll get it, it tough enough. Because um, when I make a pizza, I'm putting a lot of stuff on it. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure that it cooks so the dough, the dough or the crust needs Can to be uh, halfway, you know, to the finish line before, uh, before you add everything Understood. else. Understood. I'm putting a, I mean, I'm putting a lot of sauce. <laughs> I'm putting a lot of sauce um, and then, you know, pretty dense topping pizza. So you get that. It, it's in real life. You know, the, the slow motion, you know, the pizza commercials where the cheese that is cheese kind of is, yeah, He's not like lying, that in though. The real world. He's not lying, y'all. He's not lying. He's not. It, I mean, yeah, it was it was bomb. Can we go keep yeah, telling yeah, us yeah. about I mean, about the so, rest of it? <clears throat> so the <clears throat> excuse me, it's uh yeah. So it's blackened chicken. So it's the, the blackening. Um, it's mostly. I think it's a little oregano. It's mostly going to be cayenne, smoked paprika, mm -hmm. uh, white pepper, white pepper if you have it, and then a little bit of salt, and that's the blackening. So you blacken really just one side. Okay. Uh, usually it's gonna be chicken breast, so you, you just cook that, so you know all the way down to both sides. You get that pretty heavy crust. Okay. Uh, the sauce itself is, um, it's probably, you know, it's your standard kind of chicken al alfredo. When I made it originally, it was with a 
ghost pepper. Oh, wow. So I've got, so you put the butter, you know, you make the roux, so it's the butter. Um, and then I actually uh, grind mushrooms okay. in a food processor. So the just just a rough chop, or you can just rough chop them on okay. board. But you want some pretty small chunks, but you don't want it, you know, you're not, it's Pulverizing not mushroom dusting. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and then throw that in with, it, with the roux. And so the mushrooms pull in the roux. Then throw in a little wine to, you know, scrape up the bottom mm -hmm. uh, along with uh, garlic, and then uh, and then slowly, uh, slowly add the uh, milk. You can use heavy cream or milk, about you know two cups. Any preference? A, what's, um, I use heavy cream. I got away from it. If you want to balance, if you use milk, you're gonna you can put more cheese in there. Okay. If you're using heavy cream, you're not you're not able to get too much cheese before it. before this turns into gravy on you. you got it. <laughs> Um, but then you, you reduce that and then you get, you know, uh, you get, you start adding the milk and then it, it becomes that, that thick side. It takes five minutes and then you add, and then add a uh, Parmesan and usually provolone. Okay. Kind of about a quarter cup of each. So it's going to get two amounts. No, no, no. <laughs> about no, about eight ounces of mushrooms. Okay. Um, about, um, let's say three cloves of garlic two cups of milk or heavy cream and then uh i'd say a half a cup of provolone and then a quarter cup or more of parmesan depending on how how much uh how much you know tang it's kind of a tangy right. cheese you want to yeah that'll that'll get that sauce right where it is but it's basically that you just and then mix in arugula you can spinach and put arugula but a lot okay <laughs> you're putting two heavy fistfuls of arugula in there wow okay um and then that's done you take the and you add the cheese after you, you take it off the stove you let the, the milk cool a little bit and then you add the cheese and that helps uh coagulate gotcha and then you basically spread that on the dough so like i said you you lay down your your parbake dough lay down the arugula um and then and then the the sauce and then that blackened chicken and i think uh, uh sliced actually sliced fresh mushrooms okay and uh and uh <clears throat> it's a pretty pizza y'all i'm just gonna tell you it's a pretty and delicious pizza <laughs> go ahead i'm sorry uh and then your cut chicken uh the mushrooms and then uh the in smoked gouda or smoked mozzarella smoked mozzarella i i think kind of goes on almost any kind of pizza i almost don't <laughs> i don't think i've had you know, would you say that i possibly and i'm saying did is that what you had put on that okay because yeah. maybe that probably was what was really extra on yeah. that as well yeah. amongst among all the other ingredients i was like i know we talked about that we're like there's something different about it. there's something in the cheese there's something in the sauce or whatever mm -hmm. and maybe you mentioned it and i didn't remember but the smoked mozzarella the smoked mozzarella okay yep so you get that cheese but and then in the sauce is the provolone and the okay and the parmesan so you got three, you know, I got three kinds of cheeses going on there. That's all right, um, though. But what I did the first time I made it is, mm -hmm. and if you can find them, uh, green tomatoes. Okay. So you cook that, in the, then you throw that in the back in the 500 degree oven for five minutes. Pull it out and put sliced green tomatoes. Okay. And then put it back. So the green tomatoes, you know, they'll they'll hold hold the heat. Right. They don't want to. They want to be in the oven the entire time with it. But once you do that, then it just kind of adds that that. Uh, it's it's just it makes a beautiful looking pizza right. but also having that, that very a very tough tomato as you kind of work through all the 
just you know oozing uh, sexy text. cheese kind of everything you know <laughs> so yeah kind of get that um, but that is uh yeah that's that's uh the wonderful probably pizza. make that pizza about uh, <clears throat> oh once or twice a year okay once or twice a year well damn sorry we feel kind of special that making that pizza for us <laughs> like wow <laughs> the other the other one is uh i, I mean I, i'm like a you know pepperoni you know my <clears throat> dark moments at you know one, one or two a.m when it's like it's got to be papa john's or, <laughs> or something you're like no i can do this Dude, myself. like pepperoni you know pepperoni jalapeno so, so it's a it's a tomato sauce okay with, with uh it's pepperoni mushrooms usually onion and jalapeno nice so that's their standard kind of red sauce so still with the I same like to serve those both because you never get both or you're into both all right did Some, you did give us that one too yeah, that night yep, okay yep. yeah yeah, both of those and i think started with a, a beet salad or gold beet that salad. was bomb dude that was really 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 good i mean and then you had feta cheese in that too didn't you was it feta it was or goat cheese yeah goat, goat cheese, cheese. Uh, uh. and uh it basically honey mustard mm -hmm. I usually make a honey mustard but it's simple it's just lettuce beets uh goat's cheese and honey mustard sometimes like sometimes chopped uh chopped shallot okay it was it was good it was delicious i i know i'm saying that right now folks but honestly i really mean that uh the food was really good he knows how to cook i mean i i have some really awesome friends that know how to cook i really really do uh it's kind of fun <laughs> oh, yeah it was it was fun yeah uh, thanks so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. We still have a little bit more time, but we're getting nearing the top of the hour. And I just want to remind everyone about just flew by. Yeah, right. Exactly. I hope you weren't worried. Of course not. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo is going on uh, West St. Paul. Uh, the celebration is happening right now. So, you know, there is going to be a parade there, you know, uh, of course, very important uh, individuals such as you know the Grand Marshal that's going to be out there. His Frank Frank Cruz, um, he's a Grand Marshal honoree, um, active resident of the West Side since he was 16 years old, and you can find out m much more information about the festivities um, if you're familiar with uh, the you know it really is about community having people engaged. Um, I, I'm only bringing this up because myself personally, I will be out there volunteering. So, uh, if you see me, please say hello. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I'll be volunteering, so I'm working. So, right, not for being the unbougie foodie, but I'm volunteering. So, just know that uh, I am. I'll be out there somewhere. Uh, you can always say hello, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll say hello back. <laughs> um. So I hope uh, you have totally enjoyed today's show. Um, again, we are nearing the uh, end you know, of the show. And I just want to kind of like say thank you, Kevin, for being here. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, a lot of fun. Yes. Um, food alchemy. Um, I think we're probably going to have to ask you to come back at another time and talk more about some other stuff. I'll come back. Possibly a cookbook <laughs> or something like that. No, I'm kidding. I'm really kidding. I really am. Um, but I know how you like to cook, and there are many others of my friends too. And we're gonna have to, you know, 
get friends together and kind of do something. I don't know what that is, but I will say, I've got to say, and this is just for friends and audience listeners, I am really excited for the next few weeks that are coming up because um, it's, for me, it's a milestone uh, being here at WEQY and just uh, having my show. So uh, more information about upcoming festivities or events that I have planned um, about the Ambuji Foodie, I'll tell you. Uh, but please make sure that you're continuing to listen to the show um, because, you know, you'll find out more information. Uh, and <clears throat> it's only by listening to this show on WEQI on a weekly basis at 10 a.m., uh, will you be able to find out that information? <laughs> so don't be, uh, you can't be too mad if you don't find out the information. <laughs> You're not listening. No, uh, I love you all. I, I really do appreciate again uh, the fact that uh, you have uh, been listeners. Uh, I will say uh, that next week is going to be uh, just ex- as exciting because... Uh, I will be having uh, a, a, a chef actually in the booth with me. He is going to be creating a or introducing the east side to soul food. And it's going to be called Mama's Kitchen. Oh. There's going to be a soft uh, opening that is going to happen on June 7th. And he will be in on the show next week talking about um, the restaurant and giving you more information about it. Um, we want to make sure that we support, um, you know, restaurants and food places uh, in your community, in your area. And I think this is going to be an exciting show next week. So as always, uh, I'm ending the show, but uh, I want you to know that uh, I'm looking forward to having that chef as well as having you as listeners. Uh, I was going to say on the show, but You know what I mean? (laughs) As I end every show, I want to encourage you never to let anyone tell you uh, what type of foodie to be, because really, it is all about the food. Until next time, Kevin, thanks for being here. Thank you. Peace. Sit down with the Unbuja Foodie.